0: while creating a positive work environment. Drawing from her 10 plus years of leadership and hiring experience, here is your host, Jamie Van Kuyk.
1: Hello, Jamie Van Kuyk here, and welcome back to the Growing Your Team podcast. Today, we are talking about why you need to leave your feelings out of the hiring process. This is a mistake I see far too many business owners make, and it can be a real costly mistake. So today we're going to talk about why it's important. And I'm going to share with you when I almost let my feelings and emotions ruin my chances of getting a good candidate for a job. So let's talk about this. Feelings. We all have them. Where we interview a candidate and we immediately click, or we hear their story and we say, I want to give this person the job. I feel like they deserve the job. The problem with leading with feelings when we go through the hiring process is we don't actually prove if a candidate can do the job just because we feel for their story or we click with them on a real deep personal level. And you're like, I want to work with this person. Doesn't mean that they are going to give you a positive return on your investment when you hire them. We need to make sure the people that we hire can do the work. And this is why you need to leave your feelings out of the hiring process. I know, I know, we don't want a team full of people that we can't stand just because they can do the job. And that's not what I'm telling you to do. What I am telling you to do is to prove to yourself that a candidate can do the job. So when you go through your hiring process, you need to have the process laid out in a way where one candidate can only get to the next step if they pass the qualifications for getting to that next step. So your first step in the process is pretty much collecting your applicants whether they are sending you in a resume, whether they're contractors and you're going out and seeking them or getting referrals or doing some research or using some sort of service to get an aggregate of, of great uh, contractors, freelancers and everything for the job. No matter how you're getting those candidates, you get a list of candidates. You then have to go through and qualify them to get an interview, to get time with you. And you need to make sure that you are measuring those applicants properly, that you're measuring them in a way where they are showing you at one level that they are qualified for that interview, that they deserve your time. Then as you go from one round of interviews to another, if you're doing multiple rounds or during that one round of interviews that you do, they need to prove to you during that interview that they are capable of the job. So how do you do this? Well, with your resumes and your applicants, you're looking for very specific things. You are looking for things to say, yes, they deserve an interview. And with your interview, you're asking specific questions to dig deep into, are they capable? Do they have the skill sets? Do they have the background? Do they have the qualities to do the work? Then you take those people that pass that interview, that have proved to you that they are capable of doing the work. And... You then make your selection off of that group of people. At that time, and only that time, can you let your feelings into the hiring process. So once you prove that candidates can do the work, you can let your emotions decide which one should actually get the job. Which ones do you want to work with? I know some companies, I hear them throw around all the time, we want to hire the person we can go have a beer with right? So at the end, you can hire that person you want to go have a beer with, or maybe for you it's a cup of coffee, or take out to lunch. Yes, you can hire that person if they've already proved to you that they are capable of doing the job. Because what happens if they can't do the job? What happens when we hire someone out of emotion? We then spend more time with that person than we should. In a recent interview with Jen McFarland, we talked about how sometimes the people that take the most of your time are sometimes our worst performers so if you hire someone and they are not capable of doing the job what happens that person is going to suck your time and energy they are going to need their hand held throughout the process they are going to need so much training they are going to need spend more time on rework and you're going to have to give them a lot of direction on how to correct things and get better And chances are, you don't have that time. That is why you're hiring, so you can have someone do the work for you, right? So unless you're hiring for very entry level, or you're hiring for an intern with an internship is specifically a learning position. So unless you're hiring someone saying, I have all the time in the world to train. I want to hire the person who has the biggest drive because I can get them to do this job. You don't want to hire out of emotion. You want to hire the people who can do the job, the people that are going to come in and do the work that you need them to do at the level that you need them to do it. And let's just remember, when you're hiring independent contractors, technically, you're supposed to be hiring an outside business that is an expert in what you need. And per the IRS, you're not allowed to offer them training. So if you're hiring someone who isn't capable of doing the job yet, You're then paying someone that you have to train, and then the IRS is going to come back to say, oh wait, you trained them. So technically they should have been an employee, and you're now going to have to go and pay all these back taxes. So it's not something you want to do. Let me tell you why I'm talking about this today. Right now, it is near the end of April, and some states are starting to open back up from everything being shut down for COVID-19, other states are going to be there soon. So as a small business owner, you might be in a position where you're going to be rehiring your staff. Now, as you can go and open your doors, one or two things might be happening. Your current staff doesn't want to come back right now because they don't feel comfortable leaving and returning back to the workforce, or you're just going to have to go with new people, either because your staff is deciding they don't want the job anymore, that they're gonna go look for something else, they don't care that you're gonna be offering them a job, or because you decide, well, I let this person go, but I don't really know if I want to hire that particular person back. So you're gonna go, and there might actually be a good flood of candidates. As people start to realize, okay, we need to get back in the workforce, things are safe to go back in the workforce, a lot of people are going to be looking for new jobs. With it, there's going to be a lot of stories that come along with it. Now, we're at a time when everybody was impacted in some way by COVID-19, but not everyone's story is the same. So some people are going to come and you're going to hear these stories about all the hardships that they went through during this time. You're going to hear possibly about their family, maybe their loved one that passed away, You're going to hear so much because chances are some of these candidates are going to bring it up during the interview, even if you don't approach it. And the reason that they're going to be is they want to evoke that emotion, right? So now you're going to possibly be flooded with stories. People are just going to willingly share things about what has happened to them, why they're looking for a job, why this new job is really important to them. And you're going to have to learn to ignore it right now we're in a situation where we've all been going through this. Once again like I said we're all going through it on different levels but it's impacting everyone. So this time might be a little bit different but every time you go to hire you're going to hear people's stories. You're going to hear people tell you about the rough times. You're going to hear people tell you about how they really need this job because they need a way to feed their family. You're going to hear about how somebody worked their way through college. And they paid for college, worked full time, three jobs so they could survive and get through college, so they could be the first person in their family to graduate. And now they just need that job in their field. And you're going to feel something for them. And you're going to have this emotional connection. But it doesn't mean that they're capable of doing the job. And you're doing both yourself and them a disservice by putting them in a position where they're most likely going to fail let me tell you what happened to me back when I held my first management position I was going to interview some candidates for an opening that I had and this one candidate in particular I had met at a job fair and we decided to invite him in for an interview he told me his story and I was hooked so I heard a little bit about it at the job fair and then he told me more during the interview I didn't prompt him to tell me about his personal side or anything, but he shared it. He found ways to weave it into his interview answers. So he had me hooked and I wanted to give this person a job. I wanted to be this person's big break. I left the interview saying to myself, I'm hiring this person. He is getting this job hands down. And I said goodbye to the candidates, got in the elevator. And I was in the elevator with another manager. And that manager goes to me, what do you think? And I told her, I was like, he's great. I'm like, I, I want to give him the job. He was amazing. He really had me hooked. And she then goes, is he capable? And I was like, well, well y- yeah, yes. I, I, I don't know. So the manager goes to me. It's not your job to give that person a job. It's your job to select the right person for the job. And it hit me because like, she challenged me about why this person was capable for the job and I didn't have a reason. And when she said that, it made me realize that I was wanting to give him a job based on his story and not based on his ability he would have never succeeded in the role with the experience that he had then instead what i ended up doing for this candidate was connect him with other people who were hiring for a position that was on his level of what he needed at that point in time and what he was capable for and boy was i happy i made that decision because i ended up finding the perfect fit candidate for the role hands down what am i team members that I had. So for you, when you go to hire people, whether it's sometime soon, six months in the future, three years in the future, you don't want to let emotions run the process. You want to make sure that the candidates that you are saying yes to for an interview and the candidates that you are saying yes to for a job are the right candidates. Everyone has a story. Everyone has something that has impacted them and helped shape them into who they are. Everyone has a reason for the job because people interview for one of two reasons. One, they need a job or two, they need a new job. They're looking to get out of their current situation. People just don't go out and interview for really the fun of it. So People are interviewing because they need or really, really want the job. So everyone's going to have an emotional story if you dig deep enough. The thing you need to do is always, always, always determine if a candidate is qualified before letting your emotions run the game. And that wraps up this episode of the Growing Your Team podcast. Do you need help navigating the hiring process so you ensure that you are making the right decisions and selecting the right candidates? Then I invite you to schedule a hiring jumpstart call with me. During this free call, we will talk about where you are in the hiring process and what your needs are. And if there is a match, how I can help you navigate the process so you take the right steps and select the best team member for your company. To schedule your free hiring jumpstart call, head on over to jamievc.com jumpstart. Jumpstart being one word. I look forward to speaking with you and helping you grow the team that your business needs. Until next time, this is Jamie Van Kike.
0: Thank you for joining us for this episode of Growing Your Team with your host, Jamie Van Kite. Be sure to subscribe and head on over to growingyourteam.com to connect, access the show notes, and discover more ways to hire and leverage your perfect fit team.